Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, I just spent some time talking about uh, Dave Campbell and what he meant to a lot of us and what he meant. Uh, it was uh, it was a lot of different groups. He meant something different. And uh, we're having uh, – we have John Warner on right now, my longtime friend and a guy that has known – that knew Dave Campbell for, I don't know, 35 – 40 years probably, and uh, so John is a great guy to talk to. John, uh, great to have you on, and I am sorry uh, sorry to hear the news about Dave, but I know uh, I know all the uh, wonderful things that are being said and, and all the, the neat photos that you all have had over the years with him. Uh, I, I know you've had a lot of really uh, uh, sweet memories uh, uh, over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's a sad thing for everybody who knew Dave. Obviously, a, a great man, a great journalist, uh, but also just a really humble person. Always made you feel good when you're around him. Uh, always encouraging. Uh, yeah, it's been a really. I've had a hard hard time even thinking about much else since Friday. Yeah, and uh, boy, it made it to '96. And and John, for people that didn't realize that. Dave kept writing even after he retired from the Trib, and he was doing some things for Baylor in terms of uh, the uh, the Bear Foundation and some of their publications that they put out. And as I recall, John, sometimes I would read that thing, and I'm talking about 20, maybe 15, 20 years ago, but I was always astounded because he would have already been, you know, 75 or eight, maybe closing in on 80, and he was still writing an amazing amount of copy do you do you, was he at that point, uh, John? Do you think Dave was still really enjoying writing, and and uh, do you think he kind of liked the fact that he could just kind of write as as much or and as long as he wanted to? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, you know <laughs> he never stopped writing. Uh, you know, like you said, after he left the trip, uh, worked for Baylor for a long time, but even after that, he was still writing. And, and believe me, he could write well really fast i mean i was always amazed like at deadline when we were working together just how fast he could crank out a story and just how good it was i mean you know he left everybody in the dust basically uh but but yeah but you know at the same time he was always uh just so encouraging to everybody he worked with everybody on his staff he treated you more like a, a collaborator you know instead of uh you know him just being your boss uh, just a, a fantastic guy, a, a role model, you know, very humble person. Uh, yeah, just, I just, I, <laughs> just, just a guy you, you liked. Yeah, and uh, attended <clears throat> La Vega High School and basically was in the Central Texas uh, his whole life. It was interesting to, to kind of read about uh, him going into uh, – uh, World War II and being in France and Germany, uh, it, and and uh, even earned a uh, bronze star. And and I, I get the sense, uh, John, you 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 guys probably never even heard about that, did you? I mean, he he just did not really come across as a guy in a in a in a play, in a kind of a field where they usually run into a lot of big egos. Dave just didn't really seem to to have one. In fact, I kind of love looking at one of these old uh, photos of him. With that, right at the, his first ever Texas football magazine, because John, I, 
I never got to see Dave Campbell, like what he looked like young. You know what I mean? This The white-haired Dave Campbell is what I remember for the last 30 years. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the way he's looked. <laughs> that's pretty much the way. Uh, I, I mean, he was probably a little more gray-haired when I, I met him. But, yeah, yeah, it's funny to look at those pictures, <laughs> you know, from his, like, holding up his first copy of Texas Football Magazine, just how, how young he looked, and he had kind of a grin on his face. And, uh, yeah, but, uh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, like uh, driving with him to, like, football games and stuff, he would just kind of casually tell a few stories and like, what? Uh, I mean, you you're uh, you did all these things in World War Two, and, and then you became a great journalist. I mean, I mean, he he's got an amazing life story, and uh, you know, uh, you know, and he was married to his wife uh, Reba for seventy years, and uh, and she was she was just a great person too. They were always fun to be around. Uh, they both had a really good sense of humor. And, uh, yeah, no, nobody quite like Dave, or, or will there ever be? Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. This, uh, what's iconic, talking to John Warner from the Waco Trib and uh, got to work with uh, Dave Campbell. Now, was he ever, I, I'm just trying to imagine, you know, I had to come up under Dave Smith and then Bob Yates to Dallas Morning News. These were old school guys that could get in your face. I mean, like I fortunately i didn't really mind that kind of coaching like i i you know i i somehow was able to kind of survive that i cannot imagine dave ever being like that what but what, i mean what was he like as an editor was he like you said it's rare to have like sort of a nurturing type editor was he but was he always kind of like that did you ever did you ever see dave like angry or was it not even was that almost beneath him? <laughs> no, I, I could never say I ever saw him very angry. Now, you know, he'd tell you if you made a mistake or you needed to do something better. But it was always in a very encouraging way. You know, he, like you say, he was never in your face. Uh, but, but you know, he, he's Dave Campbell, and and you want to do things right. You know, you, you want to do a good job. You, you want to do the best you can do. So I, I think uh, that was enough motivation right there. Yeah, I would I would say so. Now, what what was always the my favorite part of, of Texas Football Magazine was, um, and I guess when you got to know him, he was still, I mean, uh, now he's his name's still been on it, and he's been involved with the magazine. But he people don't realize he sold the magazine a pretty good while ago. Um, but now... Do you remember, like, I, I'm just trying to imagine how much he had to put into that magazine. And do you remember hearing, like, the stories of sort of how he even hatched that idea? I mean, it, it's just kind of wild that, that a, a guy that unassuming, and he, again, with Blackie Sherrod and Dan Jenkins and Hers, uh, M- Mickey uh, Herskowitz and those guys, I mean, those were larger-than-life personalities. And it's kind of funny to me that the biggest magazine of all had Dave's name on it. Do you, do you remember hearing, like, uh, you know, how, that, how he kind of hatched that idea and where it came from? Yeah, he had re- uh, read some preseason publications, you know, at, at different places, and he'd find, like, mistakes. Uh, you know, uh, he'd find, like, like entire, like, SWC teams left out. You know, just, you know, just really bad stuff. So, you know, he, he thought, 
you know, I can do better than this. So he uh, he kind of hatched the idea, and the first few years, uh, it didn't make a profit. I think it was like at least four or five years in before it turned the corner and you know became a real success. But obviously, he came along at an era where uh, that kind of publication was needed, and uh, pretty pretty soon it became the Bible of of, of Texas football, really, uh, of the whole state, and uh, kids. You know, if you got your name in the high school section, uh, I remember in high school, not that I ever got mine in, I was a manager, but uh, uh, <laughs> I remember guys who got it in from Copper's Cove and they were like, oh, wow, this is this is big. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and especially if you got your little mug shot in there. I mean, oh, that was like whoa. off the wall, off the charts big. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I think he came along at the right time when something like that was needed, and he did a great job at it. Yeah, and and there was the uh, uh, talking to John Warner from the Waco Trib. You know, they would uh, they would ask for the predictions of the different writers, and even as a kid, John, I was kind of like, you know, if they didn't pick Baylor or somebody, I felt like I was already picking up on who seemed to lean toward the Aggies, you know, I, and, and that was fascinating to me, what what the different people in the media were picking. Now, remind everybody of Dave's sort of that column he was known for, and as I recall, it would come out on the day of the games, and it would be, and of course, Dave did not ever strike me as a guy who would have been like picking against the line. It was, it was sort of a, a straight up, he would give the score, of the game, but the the name of the column, what was it, Cloudy? What what was the uh, name the of that column? Crystal Ball. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, yeah, I thought that was a great title. <laughs> I think he was trying to try to warn readers. He may not be right on every game, although he's probably <laughs> right on most of them. But you know, that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I always I I think. Anytime Dave picked against Baylor, it had to be a little bit tough on him, although I'm, I'm sure he did it. He had to over the years because there were some, some rough teams and all. But uh, uh, I, I just think it's interesting, uh, John, to think about the iconic natures of Taft. You've got Grant Taft, you've got Dave Campbell, and you've got Frank Fallon. And, and it's like and now Grant would have been the young buck among that crew. And – but but it's like you can't think of Baylor and Baylor's history without those three in it, and and that's what's funny is because Dave uh, loved Baylor, but of course he was writing and had to be you know had to keep his journalistic integrity and all that kind of stuff. But it, it's I, I would just say between Frank Fallon and um, and Dave Campbell, I mean you could not have two more sort of iconic type people and uh, and honestly I'm, I'm spitballing here but in a sense they had similar deliveries they were both really humble guys that were not they were not larger than life personalities but in their own way they were you know they were they were as distinguished as anybody yeah and i think that's one reason they were both so beloved is because they weren't humble about it but you know everybody knew Man, these are like iconic figures, and uh, but you know you would never hear them express it that way. 
and uh, you know they're all. I remember Frank. Yeah, he was easy to talk to. You know, Dave was the same way. And and wow, for Waco to have two guys like that, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I still think we ought to like use Frank's voice before the Final Four. You know, like to still to welcome people to wherever they're playing. I could just kind of hear it in my head. And uh, there's there's nothing like it. It just kind of I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It was because it was not over the top. It was the most anti, sort of Michael Buffer. It was you know and so and you know Dave had that sort of Dave Campbell had that sort of grandfatherly. Uh, but you're right though. Even for a young writer, getting to meet him in the press box was just so cool. And and he didn't you know I think that it was the greatness of him is. While he was a giant to all of us and so much above us in a lot of ways, he just never did carry himself like that at all. Yeah, that's exactly right, Matt. And, uh, yeah, he was just a great guy to be around. Uh, You know, you never felt intimidated by him, but you always wanted to do do a good job if you were writing, you know, in his sports section. And, uh, you know, and that really, I think that kind of like propelled a lot of writers, you know, just, uh, wow, you know, I'm working with Dave. I I have to do well here. I I have to, you know, meet a certain standard. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I I was lucky to work with him 11 years. And, uh, yeah, I feel pretty blessed by that. Did um, the way you, from what you remember, did did guys like Cass Stevens, David Cass Stevens, who ended up being a columnist of the Dallas Morning News, John McClain, who's been at the Chronicle for a long time, did those did those guys like come to the Trib like right after Baylor or almost while they were still at Baylor or what was what were some of those uh, some of those different names? What was their connection to to Dave and the Trib? Yeah, I believe John did. Uh... Yeah, right after Baylor. He might have even worked some while he was there. Uh, David Cass Stevens, I believe, went to UT, uh, but it, I think it was his first job out of college. He wasn't here very long, but I remember talking to him like in the 80s and just how much respect he had for Dave. Uh, David Cass Stevens was a great guy. I don't know if you knew him at all. Uh, an amazing writer. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, he yeah. always had great things to say about Dave, too. Yeah. No, I think Dave I think Cass Stevens was a Baylor guy. I don't know. I may I may have that I may have that wrong. I just have always thought that. Just let me go on thinking what I want to think about these people, <laughs> yeah, okay. John, if you don't mind. Right. Um, but uh well John, I uh um and, and by the way, have any have we announced it all like a I just know so many people would want to show up to honor Dave. Do we know yet uh, uh, from the family anything on a uh, memorial service or, or have uh, has that been out there yet? Well, uh, all I know is that the, uh, the, the funeral is going to be Friday at 11 a.m. at uh, Austin Avenue uh, United Methodist. Okay. And, uh, and there's going to be a reception at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame after that. Good. Uh, good. Yeah. I, okay. Now I don't know about visitation or, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that, and I know so many people will want to honor Mr. Campbell. And um, you know, that's the only. That's a great thing about all you young guys, uh, John, and him having Wait, so many cohorts. <laughs> but 
you know, it is kind of crazy that when you live as long as Dave did, you know, you don't have as many contemporaries around to show up at your and, – and, and the great thing about Dave is, though, he had such a tremendous impact on younger people that, you know, spanning in ages from his age, 96, you know, down to probably, four, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, I just think that's a really testament to him and the impact he's had. So that'll be uh, great. I appreciate that uh, – Appreciate you uh, bringing us in on that. And John, thanks for thanks for being on. I know it's been a tough couple of days, but uh, uh, I, I love talking about uh, uh, Dave. I love the impact he had, and I, I appreciate you and and uh, shedding some light on on y'all's friendship and and uh, what it was like to work with him. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Matt. I sure appreciate it. You bet. There he goes, John Werner. I didn't even hit up John about the. Uh, I mean, we got plenty of time. I mean, the uh, what's today? The day's like the. 11th or 12th or something so we don't have the uh, sugar bowl for another two or three weeks so it's fine john and i can we'll get closer to the game and then we can catch up today is about honoring uh dave campbell and and uh, just the remarkable impact that he made and you know even uh you got to hear a little bit from uh john and and uh, uh, uh john morris and and dave and some of the things in the earlier hour he even not long ago dave could still come on and he he just was sharp as a tack, and 